Hey, my gay friend has an idea for you guys, so I'm going to put him on the phone right now. Here he is. I'm wondering if on the next Is That Gay segment, you put a picture of you and Jeffrey side by side and have the listeners decide which one of you is actually gay. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I am Harrison. What's cracking there, Harrison? Oh, how was the uh, the comic the comic con? It was all right. It was cool. I mean, I bought a bunch of cool shit. There's like a drama. You know, is it drama? There was some drama at the table. Yeah, it's at, like, at your table. Yeah, yeah, my. Were you at the uh, the heavy metal table? Yes. And the, and the guy that you shared the table with is uh, in a Harry Potter movie. Yes, yes. The, or that. Well, it's not technically Harry Potter. Well, it, it takes place in the 1920s, and it's in the same universe as Harry Potter. It's the Extraordinary Beasts or whatever it is, Yeah, right? yeah, Fantastic Beasts or whatever, yes. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And is, does he yeah. play a Fantastic Beast? Uh, he just plays some, like, Brooklyn guy in the 1920s. So this guy's kind of... We should have mm. this guy on the show. We will. I, he, yeah. I asked him. He said, he, he said he'd do it, you know? Well, and, uh, yeah, I hung out with him in his hotel room after and we had all these random lunatics over it was pretty good did you have Daniel Radcliffe over no <laughs> no just a lot of like uh, stoner chicks basically oh yeah that's that's how is, yeah. it, is that where the drama occurred no the drama was like just like comics politics shit cause in anything like in non well not the comics is non-profit but it, it might as well be uh in anything where it's like non-profit, there's always more politics, right? The lower the stakes, the higher the drama and the politics, basically. So there's a I lot guess when of, no, yeah, when yeah. when no one's making any money, you're yeah. not happy, so you got to find a reason to complain, right? Yeah, so you got to find a reason to bitch. Yeah, people will make like you know a decade-long you know Machiavellian scheme to get like a slightly bigger window. I mean, at least that's what it was like when I worked at a university. You know, it's, it's hmm. insane. It's kind of like all those Bernie bros at the, uh, the DNC. What did they do? I don't know. They were just really upset. Oh, they like, had tape on their mouths and they stuff? They had tape on their yeah. mouths. They were protesting. A lot of them were like, I'm voting third party now. Anti-Hitler. You know, you know the one thing... Uh, I, I, the tape on the mouth thing is weird because it's like I, find it, I just find it distracting from the, the issue that they're trying to bring attention to because I get a little turned on. I, you know, I was I really know. excited about this Bernie this Bernie Sanders thing because I read that the uh, the Bernie uh, supporters are going to mm. stage this fart in mm. at the Democratic National Convention. It's a Democratic National Convention. I don't know. Did you watch any of it? No. Oh, it I was don't. so fucking boring. Yeah, I know. I uh, it was so, but the RNC was exciting and there was Chachi. Right, there was you know, Chachi. Yeah. There was Chachi. There was Trump coming out looking like a you know WWE. Didn't the DNC have the lot better celebrities or something? It was like well, they, they had like Demi Lovato and like Sarah I, Silverman and stuff. I'm making that hand jacking off symbol, you know, uh, hand gesture. Who cares? It's like they they can get everyone. They can get Beyonce, Katy mm. Perry, and they all didn't that get other... Beyonce though. 
No, they didn't actually. Yeah, which yeah, I'm so. surprised. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with that. But no, like uh, they're, they're all coming out dancing Katy Perry songs, singing mm-hmm. Firework, and like you know other every other yeah. pop song. And I'm sure every scores of celebrities are going to come out there and, and support uh, Hillary, of course. Whereas like Trump, you know who who's he going to get? Ted Nugent, right? You know, it's like uh, no, he gets Chachi. That was pretty cool. I mean, you know, I'm sure he could get some of the Apprentice uh, celebrity Apprentice people, right? Couldn't he? You know, but yeah, but who cares so. about them? I do. I guess he had Ivanka. She's kind of hot. But yeah, anyway, what I'm saying is the RNC at least was unpredictable. It was kind of cool. You know, there's plagiarism that occurred. There's like white supremacists. There was a know, lot of drama. There's there lot was of a drama. lot of drama. It's I mean, like, and then yeah. the Democratic National Convention is like four days of just boring people giving boring speeches about hope and joy and how Hillary is going to like solve all the world's It's boring. You know, I like to bitch about Comic-Cons, but like, uh, I mean, at least at a Comic-Con there's like, you know, people in interesting costumes. You can go around. You can buy, you know, fucking graphic novels for half price. There's stuff you can do. It's to make it that make it worthwhile. You know, but one of the, those conventions always just look like hell on earth to me. With the DNC, any of Already, them. Oh god! Oh, you know, they just look like the worst thing to, you know, to go to. Did you see uh, Malia Malia Obama, the uh, the youngest daughter? She was at Lollapalooza, right? But she skipped the DNC. Somebody at Comic Con, a young lady um, that I was hanging out with, she was like, "Oh, I'm going to Lollapalooza." I'm like, "That's still they a still thing. That? That's still a thing, Lollapalooza." Okay. Yeah, but would you rather do that than have to go to the Democrat National Convention? You know, it'd be a it'd be a toss up, man. I don't like those all day music festivals. <laughs> I you would know? still prefer to do that. I, I was actually I was surprised assaulted. that that uh, Barack Obama didn't force his daughter to do it. You know, um, to, what, to, to represent. Go- Go to the DNC. She's instead of uh, seeing the first uh, woman nominated to be president. I don't know. If I was, you know, if I was president and I had kids, I would just feel so bad for them for putting them through whatever bullshit they have to get. I'd just let them do whatever whatever the fuck they they wanted. You know, I'd just be like, yeah, sure, please. So anyway, I was excited about reading about this fart in because I was like, oh, you know what? How is it going to hear the farts? It's loud. No, but the way they made it sound, it's like all these Bernie supporters are upset because... You know, Hitlery ends up getting the nomination, and you know their uh, fearless uh, leader Bernie is now going to have to play. You know, is now going to have to mm. endorse her, and so they're like, "We're going to stage this fart in." So in my mind, I was thinking they're all going to eat like a ton of Taco Bell and just like shard all over the convention. It's going to have to be cleared out because the smell's going to be so noxious. It was so lame. It was so anticlimactic. You know, I I like Bernie Sanders, but his supporters, like, disgust me in a lot of ways. I don't know why. I don't know what their problem is. I don't know why. Like, they're just, I don't know. Something about them. I don't like them. Uh, The the Bernie bros? Yeah. Well, so Bernie Sanders delegates attended a bean banquet fart in protest at the gates of the Democratic National Convention. (sighs) And uh, they they said, or here's a quote from... uh, a delegate named Zakia Sutton. She goes, it mm. says we're not going to be taking your shit, so smell ours. Yeah, there is something just so self-righteous and annoying about these Bernie uh, supporters. But at the same time, they're pissed off. I mean, Bernie Sanders is way cooler than Hillary. <laughs> I'd rather have that, see that guy up there. But, I mean, the, the fact that they're so, um, I don't know, they're, they're crying about it. Being so petty. But the, the, I really thought this fart in was going to be something to talk about. It's going to be interesting. They're going to, like, you know, shit themselves at this at the, the, the convention. But, you know, if you think about it, Democrats love the smell of their own farts anyway. So oh, who cares? Is, is that true? 
Oh my god! That that you remember, do you remember that South Park episode where it's no? Uh, all the I haven't watched South. I watched. I stopped after the fifth season or something. This is so an no, older I'm, episode where okay, they go to right. San Francisco and everyone's like farting into wine glasses and sniffing it. Okay, that's pretty much how I picture all of these Bernie supporters and pretty much everyone at the Democrat National Convention are just saying they're farting into a wine glass and sniffing it. Okay. Because they love the smell of their own farts. So, I mean, it's kind of a non-issue anyway. But I was excited about this because I was mm. thinking, finally, maybe something interesting will happen there. I don't, you know, I don't even understand delegates. And every time somebody explains it to me, I forget. Like, every time I learn how to tie a tie, I always forget. And then I have to watch YouTube videos to, to do it. <laughs> every time, I, every single fucking time, I'm just, my brain will not retain it. Because my brain's like, no, 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 no. If you actually learn that, then we'll have to forget about this episode of MASH. You know, where Hawkeye gets too hungover to do a surgery. And then and then I can't learn new things. But and do you just why. have a limited amount of storage available? Yeah, yeah there's it's a like limit. like a hard drive. You have to delete certain things. Exactly. Empty yeah. trash completely. Yeah, what apps do you want to delete? <laughs> Sadomasochism? You know, who cares? At least those two conventions are over. We can look forward to the debates. Unless Trump dodges the debates, which could happen. Um, I think what's, what's more interesting in the news this week is that uh, would-be Reagan assassin John Hinckley Jr. was released. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, I read about that, yeah. After 35 years mm-hmm. at the uh, being uh, locked up in a, in a, a mental institution, he's, uh, he's locked up in a psychiatric hospital. He is actually released. He was freed. I'm, have, have they ever done this before, like, release somebody who attempted to assassinate a president? Yes, because I was looking into this because I was like, wait a minute, that's not fair because... Squeaky Fromm is still in prison. And then I looked at it, and she's not. She got released in 2009. She tried to assassinate Gerald Ford. Ford. Yeah, Gerald. Yeah, yeah. Why would you try to assassinate Ford? So, um, why did she? Yeah, I don't really... Wait, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. Manson tell her to do it? Um, no, I think she was just trying to get him released or, you know, some weird insanity. Hmm. So, so uh, Hinckley Jr. Hmm. tried to assassinate Ron Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, in 1981. Mm-hmm. He's now going to be allowed to live permanently with his elderly mother in hmm. Williamsburg, Virginia, leaving the psychiatric hospital where he's been in prison for uh, several decades. Wait, which prison? No, he's, he's been in prison in a psychiatric oh, okay, hospital. Okay. The judge here, Paul Friedman, said that... Uh, he doesn't think uh, Hinckley, who's 61 years old, doesn't, it doesn't pose a danger to himself or others. He's going to be released on August 5th. I guess he's had like a part-time release for mm. years. Right. And uh, family and friends of Reagan have been outraged about the whole thing. I mean, they've been outraged that he's, had, he's been able to, you know, partially live in the psychiatric hospital and live uh, with his mother. But now that he's being able to, uh, being allowed to reside there permanently, uh, they're flabbergasted. They're f- is that they're flabbergasted? I just said that. Okay, I like right. that word. Yeah, I do too. Flabbergasted. Um, Patty Davis. Yeah, what's he gonna do? Reagan's already dead. You know who cares? Well, and so is Nancy. But yeah, uh, Patty Davis, one of Reagan's daughters, mm. says she thinks it's terribly sad and wrong. She says if Hinckley's haunted by anything, it's that he didn't succeed in the in his mission to assassinate the president. Maybe we should change the name of the show to Sad and Wrong. <laughs> You know, the acronym would still work, S-A-W. Yeah. And like, I'll be sad and you'll be wrong. Like eh, That you works. Know. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Fistful of Steel is coming up next, but uh, in Fistful of Steel, I was talking to Steel earlier, and Steel actually pointed this out, and I, I completely forgot about this. Did you know that Patty Davis posed nude in Playboy in the 90s? Um, 
Reagan's daughter. I did not know that, no. Yeah, Reagan's daughter mm. posed nude in Playboy. Okay. What do you think the family thought about that? Um... Well, weren't they both like out of it? Weren't they, didn't they both have like serious brain problems? Well, Alzheimer's? Reagan already had Alzheimer's. I don't even know if he knew he had a daughter at that point. But mm. Nancy must have been upset. You know, mm. blowjob queen of Hollywood. You ever and, hear about that? Uh, and uh, that's when, uh, Mr. Reagan, uh, you, what about your daughter who just posed for Playboy? What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, what I did is I talked to Humphrey Bogart and I called him a <laughs> communist. Uh, okay. <laughs> You know, they, they've said that uh, Nancy Reagan, prior mm. to, to marrying Ronald Reagan, was like known as the blowjob queen of Hollywood. Um, yeah, I have heard that. She got around. I definitely heard that. She yeah. got around. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird? I, I go to, um, sometimes I go to this Thanksgiving, you know, because it's like my, or a Friendsgiving kind of thing, right? You know what I'm saying? With Friendsgiving. Like Orphan Thanksgiving. Yeah. You, you know what go I mean? back to your family. Yeah. Go to your friend's house. Yeah. And um, there's this actress... Uh, this old actress who's there, you know, and she was in uh, Twin Peaks, right? Oh, wow. She who? played the red-haired lady. Let's oh, not yeah, say yeah, her yeah, name. Yeah. Let's not say her okay, name okay, on the okay. thing. I know what you're talking about, though. You know? Uh, there are several red-headed ladies on Twin Peaks. Who, it could be anybody, all right? But anyway, she's an actress from back in the day, you know? And she used to, uh, she's acted in several films with Ronald Reagan in like the fucking 50s, right? Apparently, he's pretty rapey. No, Reagan is? Yo, yeah. He was back in the day. He was he was pretty rapey. Yeah, but weren't they all rapey back then? Well, I mean, they're Frank Sinatra. I no, I don't. I don't. I've never uh, heard. You know, anything I about heard that, that uh, Nancy actually had an extramarital affair with uh, Frank. Nancy, what? Nancy Reagan. Oh, oh I thought you meant Nancy Sinatra. I was like, what? And that okay. actually, why didn't she pose nude? Mm. Um, no, yeah, I mean he was just Frank Sinatra. Was just fucking everybody, you know. You know, you're pretty good at doing He's Ronald Reagan's voice. Fathering what? Woody Allen. Well, that's because everyone here talks. I feel like everybody in California who's from here talks like Ronald Reagan. Hmm. You know, like, oh, we got to get the Uber. The evil empire is coming. We got to get the Uber. You I, know? Just, like, I, I just want to yeah. hear like what Ronald Reagan would sound like if he's getting all rapey on you. <laughs> <laughs> like if he, so if you think about it and want to break into that, I wouldn't mind hearing that. Mm. Um. Uh, I, you know, I just started to do it in my mind first, and I creep myself out. I don't know if I, you know. I just, I just want to picture Ronald Reagan, you know, walking in with a, uh, you know, a hot Cosby and getting all rapey with me. Well, look, I've got one of my fingers on the button, and I've got my other finger inserted in your vagina. Yeah. It's pretty good. In a news conference this past Wednesday, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, denounce the release. He says, by the way, David Hinckley should not have been freed, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when someone said that the man's name is John Hinckley, Mr. Trump said, oh yeah, John Hinckley. <laughs> God, I love, love how... Love to get those quotes from Trump. I love how confused he is. About <laughs> he it, just you know? doesn't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judge Friedman has allowed Hinckley to have 17 day stays in Williamsburg so it's not like he's just being released in the public and he's like 17 day stays where? in Williamsburg with his mother in so, Brooklyn? I mean, no Williamsburg Virginia oh, okay, god okay, damn okay, it okay sorry um, where he has voluntary jobs he does landscaping he works in a library and a cafeteria that's a Netflix sitcom waiting to happen <laughs> John <laughs> Hinckley gets released from prison <laughs> and well, wait till you see how he tries to fit in with his new roommates and their Skrillex haircuts. 
and there are artisanal pickles or whatever the fuck you know like in Williamsburg <laughs> that would be that would be a great show I'd watch John the shit me. out of that you I know? would yeah like or Lifetime get, should pick this up get Tina Fey as EP you know maybe somebody else and, and I, I think they could really I think they really have something there you know so Mr. Hinckley was once psychotic right. and depressed right. after seeing the 1976 film Taxi Driver mm-hmm. um, he became fixated on Jodie Foster who played a child prostitute in the film. Of course. Jodie Foster was like 14 or 15 in that, yes. in that movie, isn't she? Uh, she was very young. And so after the movie came out, this is after Miss, Miss Foster went to Yale mm. University. Right. Hinkley actually moved to New Haven yeah. to be close to her. And he would leave notes and letters and poems that he'd slip under her door at the dormitory. Failing to win her affections, he decided to take it to the next level. Mm. Mr. Hinkley stalked President Jimmy Carter. And it was arrest, eventually arrested on firearms charges. Okay. So after the 1980 election, he started stalking the newly elected president, President Reagan, in an attempt to impress Miss Foster, because that's what happened in the uh, in the in Taxi Driver. Right. Travis Bickle tried to assassinate a presidential candidate. Did he? Um, I thought he just shot up a bunch of pimps or something. No, no, he tried to. The whole goal he was plotting to assassinate a presidential candidate. Oh yeah, why did he do that? I, th- I think it was the same bad thing. I think he was trying to impress Civil Shepherd. But didn't didn't he shoot like uh, a bunch of pimps, and then this, the presidential candidate like wrote him a letter of honor or some shit? I haven't seen the thing since I was in high school. I don't remember. It's been a while since okay. I've seen it too. Yeah. But I think he uh, the whole goal is he wanted to shoot the uh, the, the assassinate the candidate. Yeah. And so I think obviously this is inspiring to Hinckley, who's uh, completely mental. Uh, but what's nice about Hinckley, at least he's bipartisan. You know, he stalked President Carter. Now he's stalking Reagan. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't really matter. Um, so he actually, uh, after several unsuccessful trips to New Haven, he finally wrote a letter to Miss Foster. I don't really... I, describing the plan to kill Reagan. I don't think you can have a successful trip to New Haven unless you're actually a Yale student. There's no <laughs> other reason to go Why there. Would you go it's there? a terrifying city. It's just a terrifying city. It's like an ash heap... Ruled by hobos and wild dogs. It's not a fun place. I think I've never actually been to New Haven. How far is Yale from New Haven? It's in New Haven. It's in, it's in New Haven? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, so it's like, like the only... The so it's o- a city built around yeah. this uh, university? Yep. And, uh, well, I mean, they're, they're factories. I mean, a lot of Connecticut is like this, where it's like, yes, we had the textile factories. Like, they in New England, there are all these textile factories that closed in the 50s and like nobody's ever figured out how to like revitalize the economy since then kind of like michigan i guess in some ways you know yeah but at least michigan had uh you know detroit had soul you know funkadelic came from detroit what came from new haven uh i don't know angry puritan ghosts you know they're pretty cool they recorded some tracks you know some soul tracks in the 70s that i thought were pretty good you know so about uh, calvinism Calvinism. You're into that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> That's real exciting. Yeah. That didn't come from New Haven. Um, practice it there, though. So, yeah, he wrote this letter to Jodie Foster. Right. Which, which kind of blows my mind. Like, did celebrities actually read their mail from fans back then? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, you could email them. You couldn't just, you know, send them a tweet. I mean, you could, you could mail it to them. You could, I mean, everybody sent the mail. But it's like, I guess it depends on who it was. I mean, I don't even read my email. I don't read my mail. I have an anxiety about opening mail, so I just never open it. 
I've just got stacks of mail all in my house. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, Hinckley mm. waited outside the Washington Hilton Hotel for Reagan to arrive. Mm. And he waved at the president. He went inside to deliver a speech. 40 minutes later, when Reagan emerged from the hotel, mm. Hinckley crouched down and fired six shots, hmm. hitting four men. Reagan, James Brady, Timothy McCarthy, a Secret Service agent, and uh, Tom Delahanty, a police officer. Uh, Brady actually sustained permanent brain damage, eventually died from his injuries. Uh, Hence the Brady Bill, uh, the gun control bill that came out from that. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hence the Brady Bunch. <laughs> the bra- <laughs> hence the Brady Bunch, which happened 12 years earlier, somehow. Hence the Brady Bunch yeah, yeah. that was inspired by this murder. No, uh, the Brady Bill no. came out, not mm. the gun control um, and, and platform. Uh, oddly enough, Timothy McCarthy was uh, Jenny McCarthy's father. I didn't know that. That's not true at all. <laughs> I just made it up. How many times did Reagan get hit? I don't know. Is that a is that a is that a rhetorical question or do you know the answer? No, I'm just saying. I, okay. I mean, is he like Fifty Cent here? Gets shot like six times. <laughs> it's very gangsta to come out and be like, "Oh, I'm still alive." Ah, uh, we've got him. Get Wait. rich or die trying, <laughs> and then let it trickle down. I'm in the club. Mm. Look, it's my birthday. A jury found Hinckley not guilty by reason of insanity, a decision that shocked the public and lawmakers across the country. And he was sent for treatment to St. Elizabeth Psychiatric Hospital in Washington, where he's been confined ever since. So um, he's, now, came, he's now released. I came here with my dick in my hand. <laughs> Don't make me leave with my foot in your ass. <laughs> when did Reagan say that? Uh, I think it was in, in his uh, fabled speech to uh, Gorbachev in 1988 <laughs> after Chernobyl. So Friedman ordered that uh, Hinckley have no contact with Jodie Foster or any members of Reagan's or Mr. Brady's family. So, that's, a tall, that's a tall order, man. What, what do you think Hinckley I feels? barely get through a day without having contact with Jodie Foster, you know? But, but isn't Jodie Foster a lesbian? I don't know. I think she's a lesbian now. I think she came out. How does that? How is that relevant? I'm just saying. I think okay. once Hinkley finds that out, he's going to be shooting some people. Hinkley he's not going to be happy that the sky is is made of cotton candy. He doesn't. Uh, actual facts don't matter to a man like that. Although maybe he's cured now. Maybe he's you know. I think he's going to be cured. He's going to come out. He's going to work. Yeah. You know, mowing lawns at the church and everything. And then one mm. day he's going to find an article. It's like Jodie Foster's a mm. lesbian. I'm going to Jody- kill Hillary Clinton. That's what's going to happen here. Jody, he, you know, he's going to be fine. He's going to get a job. And then he's going to get... Jody Foster's going to kidnap him and lock him in a room and just play Beethoven's Ninth or something until he fucking <laughs> smashes his head against the wall. Yeah. Probably. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm no psychic, but I can say that there's a 97% possibility that will happen. So <laughs> That's a good chance. Yeah. You know, he's not allowed to have Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media. So, without the unanimous consent of his treatment team. So, Harrison, I know you're thinking, let's get him on the show for an interview. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, I mean, I don't know what that means to a man who's most likely had his brain, like, electroshocked into a thin jelly, you know? (laughs) Like, you, all right, so you can't go on Facebook or Twitter, and it's like, okay, I can't go fig fitter, fig stegum. Okay, stegosaurus. You know, like, that's what his response to that will be. <laughs> Stegosaurus. Like, he'll even be able to comprehend what that means. He's had various physical ailments, including arthritis and high blood pressure. And he attempted suicide several times, the last in 83. But uh, for, for the past 20 years, he's been free of mental illness, according mm. to doctors. So maybe he's not a threat anymore. I think, I think he's not a threat mm. until he finds out that Jodie Foster is a lesbian. 
I think once he finds out about that, I don't know. That I would, I would, I would hate to be a president. What you've candidate. never tried to impress a lesbian? No, I just think he's going to be really upset because then you know his whole dream is going to be shattered. You're bigoted. <laughs> if you've um, never murdered anyone to impress a lesbian, then you're a fucking you're a monster. You've never loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're barely well, we'll human. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens here. Right. I don't know. Um. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, people, this is episode 543 here of Sick and Wrong. We have Fistful of Steel coming up next. We have some phone calls to get to. Uh, you know when Fistful of Steel, Steel, uh, goes off on Pokemon Go. Oh, does I it? figured he would be a fan. Right. You know? He looks like the type of guy that would walk around with his, uh, with his uh, phone, you know, walking around with his mobile device in his hand, just staring at it, trying to catch Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he looks like the type, but no, surprisingly, he, he's not too into it. And we'll find out why in a second. But you know who else isn't too into Pokemon Go? Uh, who? <laughs> Werner who? Herzog. Oh, yes, no. Werner Herzog. Yeah. Not impressed by Pokemon mm. Go. <laughs> You'd think a guy like Werner Herzog, yeah, you know, would be in the know about things and uh, interested in uh, current trends, especially games uh, made for twelve-year-olds, right, or eight-year-olds. That game's probably made for is made for eight-year-olds. That is, this is one of kind of the good things about why you know about uh, journalists basically making below the poverty line because you just get people who'll be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to ask Werner Herzog about Pokemon <laughs> Go. What do I have to lose? This $18,000 year job at fucking Vox or whatever, you know? This girl works yeah. for uh, The Verge. Oh, yes. Uh, Emily okay. Yoshida had an interview right. with the filmmaker Werner Herzog. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think she was just like, fuck it, I'm going to ask him about Pokemon Go. Mm. And so here's, here's a little clip from the uh, little excerpt. Uh, from the, which I think you should read the entire interview. It's Emily Yoshida interviewing mm. uh, the filmmaker for The Verge, but one little part mm. is about Pokemon Go. And so she asks him, do you know about Pokemon Go? And he goes, no. And mm. so she's like, it's this. And she's about to explain it to him when mm. he goes, I don't know what this Pokemon Go is and what all of these things are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's a, tries to explain it again. He goes, you're talking to somebody who made his first phone call at age 17. (laughs) You're talking to someone who doesn't have a cell phone for cultural reasons. (laughs) I love Werner Herzog. And she's like, right. He goes, tell me about this Pokemon Go. What is happening on a Pokemon Go? (laughs) The will of the gods does not allow for such indulgences. So she explains the gist of the game to him, how it takes mm. place in augmented reality and all yeah. this. And so Herzog quizzically looks at her and says, when two persons in search of a Pokemon clash at the corner of Sunset and San Vicente, is there violence? Is there murder? Mm. <laughs> and she's like, well, they fight yeah. virtually, but physically do they fight? She's like, well, no. Do they bite each other's hands? Do they punch each other? Wow, Herzog's just obsessed with the violence. Yeah, he is. I think he should check out the game. He might like it, yeah. I don't know. You know, he might like, uh, you know, throwing uh, ping pong balls at Squirtle (laughs) more than, you know, I don't know, pulling a gun on Klaus Kinski in the fucking jungle. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, Mm. uh, we're going to find out what Steel thinks about Pokemon Go. Uh, Fistful Steel coming up next. Phone calls after that. But before... We get to any of this. Here's a word from AdamandEve.com. 
Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clip Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clip Bumper's made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horse shit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Hey. Hey, what's cracking there over in uh, mid-Michigan? Uh, not much. It's uh, Can you hear the rain? It's raining like the Dickens over here, and I haven't used the word the Dickens in quite some time. I've always, I've always wondered what the origin of that term, the Dickens. I have no idea. I don't know if it has to do with the male appendage or if it has something to do with Charles Dickens. You know, that's a good point. Maybe I should Wikipedia it before I go around using it so blatantly. I remember I dated a girl that used to use that term. She's like, when are you going to give me the Dickens? And oh, my. Like, yeah, yeah, I actually kind of thought it was hot, but then I was thinking maybe she was referring to, like, you know, my copy of Great Expectations. So I, I, I don't know if that's, it, if that's where she was going. So um, I hope I'm not interrupting your, uh, your uh, scheduled uh, weekend sessions of Pokemon Go. Are you playing Pokemon right now? Are you wrapped up in that oh, seal? Oh, of course. Oh, of course I am. I'm chasing around the Squirtle as we speak. <laughs> I figured you, know, you, I, it's, I figured you made it's a amazing. Squirtle, a couple Squirtles in your sink today while staring in the mirror. <laughs> I, uh, not today. It was just last night. Technically, it was before midnight. Uh, but uh, it's amazing to me. This is how far we've, we've come that uh, with this Pokemon Go, this is how sad of a commentary it is on America. America's youth would rather get their hands on a squirtle than their finger up a snapper. That's, that's how far we've come. That's what Pokemon Go is doing to us as a society. I still, you know, I've often wondered, or I'm just waiting for it to happen, when Nambla gets their hands on this app. You know, I figured pedophiles would love this Pokemon Go because you can set up, you know how you can set up uh, Pokey Stops or whatever? I mean, you just set up a Pokey Stop in your van or your basement. Right, and then you kids are going to come the, to you. Yeah, the sex offender that lives three houses down takes out his sex offender lives here sign out of the front yard and says, 
squirtles and turtles and any other fucking cartoon jappy monster is here at my house and it gets all the lures all the kids there like he's got ice cream for sale. And, and these kids will just blindly go there, you know, not even with complete disregard, utter disregard for their own personal safety. I mean, I, I don't know if you read about it, a lot of these kids are being lured to um, parking structures where as soon as they get up there, they get robbed. It's like, you know, they yeah. just don't care. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised pedos aren't capitalizing on this opportunity. Well, they will. They just maybe aren't technologically savvy because, you know, a lot of, a lot of their uh, sex offenders that are on the registry, they can't supposedly own a computer or be on the Internet or go online. So it's just a matter of time before they can find their way around that loophole in their parole or probation uh, conditions. Once they get a hold of a computer, maybe they can go to a library. They'll set this shit up. Just give them time. The pedos are always a little bit behind technology, and that, but once they catch up, they catch up in a big way. Pedo man go. As I think of it, the, what they're yeah, there you go, pedo go, <laughs> pedo go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm kind of waiting for this whole thing to die down. I'm hoping it dies soon because it's fucking annoying. It's like I, I walk oh, to yeah. work and they all play it at my work and they they around the building just these people staring at their phones, you know, walking through the crosswalk. It's it's annoying. Yeah, well that. That's the good thing about this, though. It's like you said, you said uh, some of the people are lured to places where they're robbed. A couple of those instances happened in Flint, which is about 40 minutes from where I live, where people were lured and robbed. And, you know, can you imagine, like, if I was a police officer responding to that call, and I know police are under a fucking microscope in this day and age right now with all the fucking, <laughs> you know, them shooting unarmed blacks and then blacks shooting them. But uh, if I was called to a scene where somebody told me that they were robbed at knife point or gunpoint because they were fucking lost or playing Pokemon Go, I wouldn't know how to respond. Like it would before I could say, "Oh yeah, we're going to catch the bad guy." I'd have to stop laughing first. <laughs> I know. I did, I couldn't even imagine this being. I mean, Pokemon was around when we like in the '90s. I guess we were kind of too old for it back then. But uh, I, I, I still can imagine, like in high school, being like this obsessed with with these, you know, using my phone to catch cartoon characters. I mean, the only thing I wanted to do in high school was get high and get laid. That's pretty much the only two things I really cared about back then. Yeah, and you only succeeded at one of them. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I, I could get high and, and masturbate. And that was about it. <laughs> yeah, but. The getting laid part in high school, we were all, that was all in, in our priorities. <laughs> but just Most never of us happened. failed miserably at it at that time. <laughs> but we tried. I mean, it was, in, it was in our mind to get done that day. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm waking up this morning. I'm going to get laid tonight. And then you didn't wind up getting laid. You wound up hanging out with four of your other fucking friends. You all had mullets and you were listening to Iron Maiden trying to get drunk or high is basically what it ended up being. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, pretty pretty much, I, that was always the, uh, the inspiration of the day, you know. My goal is to get some ass. And yeah, you'd always end up just uh, drinking Schlitz or Altez or High Life. With a bunch of swinging dicks. You know, yeah. A bunch of fucking prepubescent dicks just hanging around drinking fucking shit beer. But I mean, the intentions in the morning were good. Like I had, you don't realize like how high hopes my, how high my hopes were when I woke up. Like I actually thought, like... I every like actually thought like every morning that today was the day I'm gonna get I'm gonna get fucking laid today, and, like every day the same outcome and it never sank into me after 100 days or 365 days or 800 days that I'm not getting laid today. It's, I mean, you know, but it's good to be optimistic, especially at that young age. It gave us something to look forward yeah. to. 
You know, people are yeah, trying to make these Pokemon, uh, this Pokemon thing, that they go to Pokemon Go meetups, and, that, and that's how they meet chicks. And I'm like, you know, you're lying. I don't know. I don't believe you. But who knows? Yeah, is the, is the chick a, a cartoon squirrel with... <laughs> Chinky eye, like what? What type? What is their definition of chick? A fucking cartoon fake creature from Pokemon? I think it's like a twelve-year-old. That's what I think. But who, you know? Well, that could be too. I kind of yeah, like your well, definition of Squirtle better. Is, it, is that your favorite <laughs> Pokemon character, the Squirtle? I only know he's like the only one I know because that's like the name that like what people are posting about oh I got a squirt like he like I see this like I don't know the name like there's supposedly like 900 of these Pokemon characters and uh the only ones that stick it like the name Squirtle stuck out and then there was some other name some fucked up name that I couldn't even pronounce it that I see people talking about a lot so like when I go to a Pokemon joke if I'm gonna throw the something in there like to make it look like I know what a Pokemon is I'll throw a Squirtle in there and then people think I'm fucking trendy and hip I just wish you actually played the game I think that would be hilarious but I mean do you even have a a smartphone don't you have like a razor from like (laughs) 2002 no I have a pager and a fax machine I'm talking to you on my fax machine, you know, and a fax machine has a little phone on the side that you can take off. That's what I'm talking to you on. So whenever you call me and you just hear a loud beep, it's because my fax machine is on. You have one of those really big orange cell phones from like, what was that, like 1996? All right, all right. 90. Was that, was that 90? When, when did cell phones come out? They're car phones well, is what they were. Yeah, well, Zach Morris from uh, Saved by the Bell had one in the late 80s that he carried around. Oh, yeah. Um, Dan Tana, who was a fake private investigator on an ABC TV show in the 70s, had a phone in his car. So did Mannix. But uh, I didn't get my first cell phone until 95. What, what, what phone did it, you have in 95? It was a Nokia? I had a, uh, well, no, it was a Motorola. And it was through, at the time, it was... Um, this was long before Verizon, and uh, uh, I, I, it was, uh, was CenturyTel or Alltel was the company I got it through. Those are no longer long, around. They were eaten up by their bigger, I think Verizon now ate up Alltel and CenturyTel and some of those things. <laughs> but I had Alltel or CenturyTel, and it was a big Motorola phone. It, I mean, it was the size of, like, Lexington Steel's cock, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was huge. I mean, it was, it was literally the size of a dildo. And uh, like a, not a little dildo, not like a little Chinese dildo, like a big black man's, like a, a big black cock. And, and it was enormous. And I, I, at the time I was working for a place, I, I think I was maybe interning with the secret service at the time. And I had a, uh, uh, a, ja- a, a suit coat that I would wear. And I, when I carried it around, I had to stick it in the interior suit coat pocket and it weighed <laughs> down the entire, I mean, you basically were lopsided the whole day walking around because it was so heavy. It was pulling down on the right side, whatever side of the body you put it on. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, where did you hide it in your jean shorts? Remember, you're quite fond of jean shorts back in the day. Oh, I, I, I didn't stop wearing jean shorts probably till 2002, maybe three. <laughs> in fact, when we did... Fakes the movie that came out that we did. Fakes the movie. I think we released it in 2005, but we started filming in 2002. And I'm wearing jorts in that particular project, so I, I was at least still wearing them in 2002 through 2004ish. <laughs> I, I still think they're uh, quite a fashionable item. So if you still want to uh, wear, they'll come them, back. You, you, yeah, they'll, they'll come back eventually. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Yeah, so your first luck. your first rant here is actually about Pokemon Go. So let me get to this. I just saw some broad post earlier about being down at the park where everyone was playing Pokemon Go. She was thrilled to see that people of all colors were participating. She thought that maybe the game might help heal some of the wounds between blacks and whites. Whatever. Yeah, Pokemon Go is a regular Martin Luther King. Look, you may have seen some blacks playing Pokemon Go, but how black were they? Were they Jasmine Guy black or Esther Roll black? There is no way they were real blacks. Real blacks wouldn't risk their street cred to chase around some jappy little turtle. I mean, Snoop Dogg might, but that's only because he's super high all of the time. So if you saw some blacks playing Pokemon Go, they weren't real blacks. They were probably just octoroons or really, really tan white people. <laughs> I thought you just said that the, that the black people were playing Pokemon in Flint. Well, they, I think there were white people that got robbed in Flint. But were the black like, people playing the game to set up a Pokemon stop, like in a back alley somewhere? I, you know, I don't know the details. I just remember reading the, like, it was just, a, I think it was right after it happened. So it wasn't even, it didn't have a bunch of details. It was just like a, a news blurb, like two people robbed in Flint playing Pokemon Go. And they were robbed, I think, at gunpoint. And I'm, I'm picturing they're just dumb white people that, like, maybe lived in a township. And they're following these fucking Japanese cartoons or whatever into the city limits where they didn't realize. And then they looked up all of a sudden, Oh shit. shit. We're in the, we're in, <laughs> we're in the, the, the murder capital of the world per capita in the city of Flint. And all of a sudden they got a gun pointed at their face. <laughs> <laughs> and so, then they didn't even get know, to catch the squirtle. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, I mean, the squirtle gets away, and then not only that, but now they're out 20 bucks or whatever the fucking robbers got away with, so they missed out on the squirtle, and now they don't have any cash. Now they look like real idiots. But my my thing is, is I was hoping there would have been the St. Paul police officer and the Louisiana cop down in Baton Rouge that would have showed up to that call, and maybe, just maybe, they instead of shooting unarmed blacks, they would have this time just shot an unarmed Pokemon player. And I think if that was the case, they wouldn't get so much shit. They'd probably get a standing ovation if cops started mowing down unarmed Pokemon hunters. <laughs> I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about Pokemon on uh, Sick and Wrong, and I I found I came across some article written by how like the Black Lives Matter people are saying that the game is racist because if you're a black guy. <laughs> You can't just go walk around any white neighborhood playing Pokemon or you're probably going to get shot by the police. And so they had a bunch of rules. Like, if you're a black guy playing Pokemon, this is what you need to do. You know, bring a white person with you or wear colorful clothing. <laughs> it was like this whole like, list of rules. Wait, did, wait did, those, did those policies come down from the Pokemon company itself? Or, did, or <laughs> no. they, were these written by Black Lives Matter on how to follow through with your, your black Pokemon playing protocol. I think it was from like some Black Lives Matter blog or something. It was like how to protect <laughs> yourself when playing Pokemon right. as a black man. <laughs> it's like because black, black people can't just go walk around a neighborhood playing Pokemon like white people can. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure. I, mean, I love how everything's race. Like everything's got to be a racist no matter. Like I'm sure the Pokemon... <laughs> 
designers were designing the thing like you know how can we how can we make this look like uh, how can we make this into a bigoted like how can we make this into the like we were the clan the ku klux klan developing this app how can we make this so it's it's really going to affect black people from playing it like like there's somebody sitting in japan that or wherever the fuck they create this fucking game and they're sitting there thinking how can we fuck the blacks again you know they're not getting fucked enough so how can we how can we fuck it so instead of just having the pokemon character maybe you know, I can see if, it was, if they said, oh, you know, you turn on the Pokemon Go and you're following a Squirtle and the Squirtle turns around and calls you a nigger. Okay, maybe, maybe there's a little racism there, maybe. But if it's because you can't go into a neighborhood that's all white, I'm not so sure the Pokemon designers had that in mind when they invented the game. Well, I've read something else that they're saying that uh, a lot of Holocaust museums are, like, banning Pokemon Go from being played in the museum because, uh, like, there's a, there a Holocaust museum in, like, D.C. or something that was a Pokestop. Uh -huh. So all these teenagers are going there not to learn about the Holocaust or, you know, the horrible plight of the Jews. They were just going there to catch squirtles. You know, and uh, walk well, around. And then they found that, uh, and this I think is more than a coincidence, that the type of Pokemon that, were in, that was in this uh, Holocaust you know, museum were like the gas cloud Pokemons. I don't know if you've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> they look like this little gas cloud. So it's like a Zyklon B cloud Pokemon that you can go catch at the Holocaust museum. To me, that's more than a coincidence. So, so you think you're telling me this that you think that maybe this was an inside joke by the Pokemon designer to put the gas cloud into yes. the yeah, I into do. the Holocaust music? <laughs> it's like why not put a fucking I don't know water dragon or something or a Pikachu right. in there? But instead, it's the gas cloud. If you ask me, well, at least it wasn't a lampshade. I mean, if, <laughs> well, that would have been very anti-Semitic. But are these are the are these Jews upset that the kids are coming to play Pokemon Go because it's insensitive to the yeah, yeah. you know the what, the the atrocities that happened to the Jews during World War II and, and and from the Nazis at the hand of the Nazis, or are they upset because they think that these kids coming to the uh, Holocaust Museum to round up Pokemons is very similar to what the Nazis did when they went to round up Jews. Is it, is it all basically boiling down to rounding up the innocent and then, you know, uh, I think that's see, what it is. What they're yeah. they're, they're going to take those Pokemon and put them in work camps and then who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I, well, I think what it, I think, we, I think what it is is the Jews were all like, oh, my God, we have all these kids who suddenly, like, you're really interested in learning about the Holocaust. And they come in, they're just staring at their phones, running around trying to catch Pikachus. And they're like, <laughs> you fuckers, get out. Yeah. Well, we can only hope that there's a young teenage female Squirtle that's hiding up in the attic writing a diary about this at the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah, that's a throwback. That's a callback to <laughs> Anne Frank for all you fucking millennials that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have uh, your next rant here has to do with, uh, it looks like the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, or Bill Clinton, namely Bill Clinton at the DNC. I just saw a bunch of news stories about Bill Clinton being absolutely mesmerized by all of the colorful balloons that were falling from the ceiling during the last night of the Democratic National Convention. Oh, no. This can't be good. The last person the news showed who was this enthralled by a balloon was Terry Schiavo, a week before someone pulled her feeding tube. <laughs> is, is, that, oh, is, that, is that it right there? Just that, that, that was it? That's it. Wow. <laughs> that, was a very, that was a very short rant. But yeah, I think it might be a little too soon here for Terry Schiavo. 
What's that? I think it might be a little too soon for Terry Schiavo jokes here. <laughs> well, I, I, thought, I thought about it before I wrote the joke. I said, you know, this, this fucking happened in 2004. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> Do you think Terry Schiavo would have been a, uh, a Trump supporter, a Hillary supporter, or, or a Bernie vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> I love how she's a Trump supporter or a Hillary supporter. But then all of a sudden, when you throw Bernie in there, she all of a sudden becomes a vegetable. Well, I was about to say a Bernie bro, but I'm like, she's not really a bro. I would just say vegetable. <laughs> I don't know. A Bernie broccoli. Very, I don't know what to say. I, I'm very, frankly, very insulted by your term of uh, use of the term vegetable. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. You know, I guess I didn't know Terry Schiavo before she was on a feeding tube to know... <laughs> I didn't know, like, her thoughts or, you know, I never even saw her formulate a sentence, so I really couldn't tell you what her political stance was. <laughs> Although, I will say this, she would probably be, because uh, I think the Republicans in the state of Florida, because she, she lived in the state of Florida, and last time I saw her, she was, she was, she was absolutely elated by a balloon that was uh, blowing in the wind in front of her. She couldn't take her eyes off it. Of course, I don't think she could move her head, so I think she was, I don't think it was necessarily she was enthralled by the balloon. It's just, she couldn't move her fucking body. Was, so, uh, was, uh, was Bill Clinton really mesmerized by the balloons, or was he staring at some girl's uh, fake breasts? Staring at some broad balloons? That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm wondering. Like if it, Bill Clinton mesmerized, I could see him being mesmerized by some broads balloons, but I, I, I couldn't really. I mean, man, who knows? Maybe he's just like, wow, I can't believe I'm about to be the first lady. <laughs> well, you know? yeah. Well, somebody told me too that, and I didn't see this because I didn't watch the speech in its entirety, but somebody said he was dozing off during Hillary's speech. <laughs> Like he was just, he was like taking a nap, like he couldn't stay awake. <laughs> uh, you got to admit, be... it was fucking boring. It's like, the, oh, you know, this is, it's the same bullshit that I, I kind of, expect. The, 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 the RNC was so much more entertaining than the DNC. It's like the DNC, it's like, you know, scores of celebrities and musicians that want to perform at it. You know, it's like they, they had like Katy Perry and all that. I want to see more Chachi coming out with the Doolin Winklers. Remember that? Did you see that picture? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, Chachi. Fucking hell, yeah, I remember Doolin Winklers. I had one of the Winklers in my head. <laughs> I was one of the recipients of those thumbs that went A and went up my fucking cornhole. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, the first two days of the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, were basically like an advertisement for America's safe space. They brought out uh, every mother they could find yeah. that had a dead kid to talk about the dead kid. They brought out fucking every lesbian, every tranny, and every fucking bra that had a man's haircut. They paraded on stage. <laughs> and like after fucking an hour or two of that, it's like, I get it. You're tolerant. You're accepting. You love everybody. Everybody's the same. You don't care how dark they are, Unity. how gay they are. They, yeah. Yeah, they even paraded out some, like, retarded people. They had, like, somebody look looked like, like the fucking Jerry Jewell, I think, might have been there from fucking the facts of life. Like, every, every marginalized fucking person or anybody that wants to claim victimhood, they threw on that stage and gave them a platform. And it's like, I, I get it already. You're a safe space. You don't want any trigger words. It was like a fucking it, it Jerry. Was it was like a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. You know, they probably had a producer, a Hollywood producer, a director. Like, we're gonna orchestrate this amazing convention, and the balloons are gonna be tied perfectly. And it, it's just like the, the Republican one was just so much more of this like disorganized shit show, for lack of a better. Yeah, it was term. like Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. It was like you're going to see the Shrine Circus, and it was great. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, how Trump walked out on stage? 
It's like it was like fucking The Undertaker or something, just like damn, like we are yeah, the champions. It, it, it was great. It was pure WWF. Yeah. But you got to remember, like I think I've told you this before. He, you know, he's that he's from New York, from that East Coast, and he's a billionaire. And his fellow billionaire out there that he's friends with is Vince McMahon. So <laughs> I think Vince McMahon is obviously, I think, instructed him along the way. Something, and he, it's not the first time in his campaign where he had some kind of kind of a wrestling or WWF kind of aura to whatever he was doing. So I think he's I think he's taken some pointers from the WWF over his campaign. Oh, I to, did, You know, I did, to, to kind of get that melodramatic, theatrical feel to some things. Yeah, I read something about it. It's like uh, um, he was talking about how like the reason there's like all this name calling is like you have to brand your opponent just like the WWE, you know, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, you like get your opponent and then you have a, a good guy, an antagonist, a protagonist, and you come up with this like catchy name for them. And that's exactly Trump's M.O. And I, I think it's yeah. great. It makes politics a lot more yeah. interesting. Yeah, he definitely he definitely knows you know that in wrestling you call him the baby face and the heel, the yeah. heel being the bad guy, the baby face being the the crowd uh, favorite or whatever. He definitely he definitely has honed his heel chops. In other words, he's great at cutting a heel promo, getting some people all riled up about what he said, and then you know that that's what a good heel does. You want heat, you want crowd heat, and he gets heat sometimes. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's his M.O. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely very entertaining. That, that's why I like the RNC so much. It's like, you know, and then you get all the crazy, you know, alt-right people out there having their own, uh, their own uh, uh, meetings, meetings, assemblies and things like that. And Alex Jones, you know, he's there, like, oh, stirring there? shit up. Oh, was yeah, dude. Did you see him what? confront Carl Rove at the airport? No, I didn't. I don't think. Well, I, I, fucking, it sounds fantastic. I didn't know he was at the convention. Oh yeah, no, he was great. He even had his own uh, his own assemblies, like in the in the I guess in the park. I know comedian Eric Andre came up and he called Eric Andre to the stage, thinking he was from the Daily Show, and then Eric Andre just acted like an ass. And it was it was funny, but Alex, it's just Alex Jones is that guy is just pure entertainment. I can't think of anybody on the Democratic side that. That's that interesting. The only thing interesting about the Democratic National Convention was the uh, purported farden that was going to occur. And that, I don't even know if that oh, even occurred. The purported what? Did you the fart in like a bunch of uh, Bernie Sanders uh, supporters oh, yeah. said they're going to eat beans and that. just fart. But yeah, I, don't I don't think it happened. Yeah, I, I haven't, I, I'm assuming if it did, you'd see it like, you know, it would, you, you would have ran across it online by now. I don't think, I think it kind of fell through. I mean, when I thought, watched the first couple of days of the DNC, and they got, they got a lot more polished as the week went on, but, but the first couple of days, the first time I turned it on, I thought I was watching the end of a Jerry Lewis telethon where he was singing, <laughs> You'll Never Walk Again to all the fucking, you know, kids in wheelchairs and stuff. It was that melancholy. It was almost like I'd seen more joy and enthusiasm at Princess Di's funeral than I saw at the first couple of days of the DNC. It was just so somber and everybody's a victim and woe is me. And it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, if you put the two together, I'll take the big time wrestling feel or the over the top <laughs> circus like atmosphere that the Republican party had, then uh, the disorganized clusterfuck mess that they had going on. Then, then like I said, that uh, kind of overly polished <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. It's like a treatment. Hollywood. It's, it's, it's like a Hollywood production. The DNC. And yeah. it's just like, and it's the same shit. It's like, oh, hope and the uh, prosperous and, you know, we're going to have health care for everybody and everybody can get a sex change if they want to. I, li- I like the RNC. It's just like, we're going to die. It's like this post-apocalyptic vision of the future. It's like the next four right. years yeah. with Hillary, we will die and we will be in slave camps by the Muslims. It's just like, whoa, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know? it's like the the RNC is like watching the Terminator, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, the post-apocalyptic world. Then you turn on the DNC, and it's like watching a four-day-long fucking PSA ad. It's you know, you got an Indian with a tear coming out of his eye because a fucking you know rivers trash with shit. You know, it's just it's just everybody's crying and everybody's whining, and it's just like shut the fuck up. We get it. You're accepting. You you're tolerant. You love everybody. So this uh, next rant here has also uh, is connected to the DNC, but this involves Planned Parenthood, who I'm actually quite a fan of Planned Parenthood. They've gotten they've gotten me literally gotten me out of a few jams before. Yeah, I, I support Planned Parenthood. I don't support any government uh, sponsorship of them, but I don't support it's not because they're an abortion. I don't support governments, you know, run any. I don't want government funding nearly almost anything in the world. So I, I don't support the government's uh, relationship with them, but I support, I don't give a fuck about abortions. If you want to fucking, you know, yank that fucking thing growing in your tummy, do it. I don't give a shit. Personally, I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm on the other, I'm on the other hand of this, uh, the other side of this argument. I think there should be more Planned Parenthoods and I think they should be accessible like drive-thrus. I think you should be able to just drive through in there and you could stay in your own car and have it happen in the back seat. I have no problem with that. (laughs) I mean, you always want to, you, you want to base your business on the convenience of the consumer. So I have no problem with the (laughs) drive-through, uh, abortion clinic that you just mentioned. I just don't want government paying for it, but I don't want government fucking paying for half the shit they pay for. So it's not, you know, it's not that I'm anti-abortion. It's just fucking, you know, run it on your own. Once again, Planned Parenthood played a prominent role at the Democratic National Convention. One night, the head of Planned Parenthood spoke to the convention crowd, and I was really hoping that she was going to bring along some props, you know, to hand out to the crowd. I thought a coat hanger, a fetus in a garbage bag, and a sledgematic would have been nice. Oh, that's right. I was hoping that the head of Planned Parenthood was going to be like the Gallagher of abortionists, because I think it's time that we make terminating one's pregnancy prop comic funny again. I also saw that Planned Parenthood passed out gender pronoun pins at the convention. That's fantastic. Finally, an abortion clinic that cares. Sure, Planned Parenthood may want to jam a vacuum up your pussy and suck the brains out of that baby you have growing in your tummy, but don't you dare misgender somebody by using an improper gender pronoun. Thanks, abortionists, for the English lesson. But now, not to sound retarded or anything, shouldn't you stop lecturing us and get back to killing a baby? <laughs> Sledgematic. Haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, it's the big sledgehammer that he uses. That's probably, I haven't heard the term probably since 1986 when his last HBO special aired. <laughs> I just like the visual that, you know, they, they suck the baby out and then Gallagher's over there with a sledgehammer just to, just to make sure the job's done. Yeah, you suck, you, you gotta suck the kid out of the pussy first and then Gallagher's sitting there with his fucking, his little beret hat on, his mustache and that multicolored rainbow shirt and suspenders he used to wear and he's just smashing the fetus to smithereens. And everybody, want the, to cover your, if, yeah, everybody in the front row's got a tarpa over them. So like when they're being well, yeah, you don't want to get a, fetus you juice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get hit with a fucking, you know, part of the placenta flying at you. <laughs> You need protection from that. That's why when you go to a Gallagher, uh, when that's why when you go to Planned Parenthood where Gallagher is performing, you don't want to sit in the first two rows. You want to get a seat further back. <laughs> Have you ever actually seen Gallagher live? Yeah. No. Well, does he even no, perform anymore? Is he alive? I don't even know. Yeah, he's still alive. He had like a heart attack in his breath. There's like a controversy between him and his- Wikipedia. He's actually got an interesting history. He's been accused of being racist and shit. Yeah, he's, I saw that. He's got like a, yeah, he's, he's got a feud like with his, bro- like his brother started like 
going on like at a Gallagher impersonator or something and they got in a big feud over it and shit and I think he just had a heart attack a few years ago so I don't know if he still tours but Wait, he's got a pretty interesting history pretty his, salty his brother does the same character I, I I can't remember the I mean I'm probably speaking out of my ass and I'm probably way off base on what I'm talking about but if I remember right it's been a couple of years since I remember the story but I want to say his brother went out as Gallagher too or Something like that, or performing as somebody like as a Gallagher. Like, can you imagine being a Gallagher quote unquote impersonator? I mean, you got to be pretty low on the entertainment totem pole if you're fucking if you're trying to be an impersonator of Gallagher, a fucking prop comic. But uh, I, I want to say, yeah, there was like a bitching, like a lawsuit or some pissing match between. Maybe it's not his brother, maybe it's a cousin or something, but something. I think it's inner family related where somebody was like, yeah, he had to sue him because he was like using his name or his fucking act or something. God, I've, I've never found Gallagher funny. I, I've often wondered, oh, well, like, who not. finds Gallagher funny? Like, dude, does he <laughs> still perform? Like, I mean, you're saying that his brother goes out, but where? where probably, like, deep south or midwest, I can imagine. County fairs, maybe? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I want to I say a decade ago, he was in Saginaw at the Civic Center, but that was, like I said, I think in the last few years, he maybe had a health problem or a heart attack or something, and a stroke, or I don't know if he's still doing whatever, but no, he was never funny. He was kind of overrated, you know, and, and at the time he was like, you know, obviously carrot top has probably surpassed him in terms oh, of yeah. the, the, the fame of prop comics, carrot tops probably ahead of him now or whatever. But I mean, let's face it. Nobody really likes prop comics to begin with. I don't even like ventriloquists or, uh, or, uh, you know, magician comedian. I mean, the only ventriloquist I like was, uh, Otto and George are the only fucking ventriloquist act that we've been put up with. Like Jeff Dunham is a fucking hack uh, and he can I, go suck a dick. I just hate ventriloquism. I, I never liked that, but prop comedians are the worst. I can't even think of one I actually like. Well, they're all horrible. I mean, they're all, I mean, it's, it's, it's not even, to me, it shouldn't even be considered comedy. It should be like just in its own, whatever, like and whatever you want or something. Yeah. Like a performance. Yeah. Or, or just like nonsense that nobody wants to see. Like nobody cares about you. You have no fucking valid, you know, you, you know, it's just horrible. And, and to lump <laughs> it in with stand up is a, is an insult. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that that is kind of funny. I'm surprised actually uh, they didn't get Gallagher to uh, perform at the RNC because you'd think that would have gone over quite well. I mean, he probably would have done it too. I mean, Chachi Gallagher, the Nugent Ted Nuge. I could see. I mean, I'm surprised the Nuge wasn't there. Well, I, I don't. I, I imagine. I want to say he's been there before, Nugent, because you know he's a he's a very diehard conservative right winger. But uh, you know, he might be. Because he says a lot of polarizing, inflammatory shit too. Maybe they figured they got they had enough, you know, <laughs> that Trump would cover that in his speech that he would maybe say some shit that maybe you know the liberals or you know some people get a panties in the bunch because everybody's so offended by shit nowadays. You can't say shit without somebody fucking thinking that you're being insulting or insensitive or whatever. So I think maybe they had that covered. So maybe that's why they didn't invite the Nuge to come and play cat scratch fever. <laughs> that's a, you know I was just thinking that like. There's all these musicians who are freaking out because Trump is using their songs. Like I know, I know Queen got, was really upset because Trump is using "We We Are the Champions" and the Stones. I think he used uh, "You Can't Always Get What You Want." Keith Richards was upset about that, even though they've licensed these songs and they're getting paid. You know that uh, right. these people use it. But I'm surprised like Trump wouldn't just use a Nugent song, like "Wang Dang Sweet Poontang" or something. 
Yeah, oh, that'd or... be a great. That's one. Of, that's a great <laughs> song with a great riff. I don't care what anybody says. People can like Nugent's politics or not like his politics or whatever, but he had some uh, some of the best fucking straightforward rock and roll riffs of the seventies and eighties. Scat Scratch Fever, yeah. Lang Dang, Sweet Boon Tang, Wango Tango, <laughs> I'm, White yeah, Buffalo. You'd, you'd think that uh, the Nugent would have been like, sure, Donald, you could use my songs. You don't even yeah. have to pay a fee. Yeah, I don't know why. Right. So uh, yeah, you, I don't. I don't know either. You're saying here that Planned Parenthood was passing out pronoun pins? What do you mean by that? Well, gender pronoun pins. Like they were passing out he, she, her, hers, him. It? You know, all that, all the shit that goes along with this whole new gender identity movement that, every, you know, there's 90 fucking 167 new genders now. And so they were passing these out, I think trying to placate. Again, it's coming from the DNC, which we all know of the two parties is probably the one that panders to every fucking, uh, you know, demographic possible that's actually in existence. And so in other words, what it is is, okay, we're Planned Parenthood, so obviously we're going to be, you know, with the Democratic National Convention, not the Republican, but now we want to go beyond just our, 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 our platform of abortions and, you know, pregnancy and women's health care. Now we want to also move into this new tranny movement and make sure everybody gets these pins so they're overly sensitive as to what gender pronoun <laughs> they use whenever they're addressing anybody. So they're not using or misgendering anybody, because God forbid you misgender somebody and insult or offend somebody. You don't want to offend anybody at the DNC, because <laughs> then they'll start crying. So what gender pronoun are we supposed to use for Hillary Clinton? Cunt, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I, you might have to look that up. Don't take my word on that. I, I'm just... Uh, I still think yeah, she's I a have lizard. No idea. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. I'm actually, the whole thing kind of confuses me with the gender pronouns and what you're supposed to use. And, and when someone, like a he, would be a she, like, is it after... You know, you, you take hormones, you have breasts, are you a she then? Or do you actually have to have full surgery and be a post-op to be a she? And then you throw in, like, the, the gay community. My brother refers to every gay guy he knows as a she. So I'm like, okay, who's a he and who's a she? I just, I don't know, even know anymore. So I just say he right. or she, you know, just based on what I see, what I personally think it is, you know? Right, well, I think, I think in the gay community, again, you know, it's always this word policing and, you, you know, the, the fucking speech police that, oh, well, this segment can say this, but you can't because you're not part of that segment, which, of course, I never buy into. I mean, if a black person call a black person a nigger, I can use the word nigger. I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't put speech into limitations and little categories like that. Like only these people can use that. You can't bullshit. So if, if a gay guy calls another gay guy a she, I'm assuming that the gay guy doing the name calling is the top and the one he's calling the she is likely the bottom or one's a bear and one's a twink or whatever. But I mean, if they're using it to call that, then they're probably using that same uh, philosophy that, oh, they can call their own she's, but God forbid a head roll calls a gay or she. So that's probably how it works. But yeah, I don't understand it. And like I said, if you look on the gender, the recognized genders now by America's academia, they'll tell you that there's like, I think it's up to 199 last I checked in counting. So <laughs> I don't even understand yeah, that. It, it's confusing. Yeah. Like Facebook now is offering what I think the last day they were offering seven 79 genders to explain yourself. You know, it can be a pan gender, an intersex, a, you know, male to female, a, ma a female to male, you know, a, 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 a transgender. I mean, it, it's just asexual. It's just, it's never ending. It just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. You know, so, Steele, you got to respect all people, okay? That's the message I got from the DNC. All people. 
should yeah, be respected and, I, I was, and loved. <laughs> I was sitting there. Don't you think I wasn't sitting there at home watching it with tears in my eyes, sitting in a fetal position? I was the whole time. They were, they were, they were making me very. Uh, I was tearing up at every fucking minute. I figured when you saw Chelsea Clinton, you're making squirtles. Oh, shit, that, that's one ugly bro. She's she's what you would call a handsome woman. If this was eighteen seventy five, that's one handsome woman. She's a she's on par with Eleanor Roosevelt, is what I would say in terms of her looks department. She's that homely. That's a homely dame. That fucking Chelsea Clinton. She's certainly no Ivanka Trump. So yeah, if we're gonna vote on who's got the hotter daughter, it's definitely Trump. Especially compared to yeah to to Ivanka or even like Melania. Did you did you know you can Google search Melania naked and you can find pics of the you know potential first lady nude? How often can you say that? Well, how often would you want to say that? <laughs> Have you seen most of the fucking first ladies in the history of this country? They're not exactly fucking something that you're, they're even jerk offable. And believe me, I can jerk off to a lot of disgusting shit. But there isn't a first lady other than maybe Jackie, Jackie Onassis. Onassis I, could tug, yeah. I, I could tug one out to her. But I mean, you're talking Barbara Bush. You're talking <laughs> uh, maybe Nancy Reagan when she was in Hollywood in 1935. But I mean. <laughs> You know, you've, you've look never at made squirtles to Nancy Reagan. No, I have to marry Todd Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jimmy Carter's wife or Jimmy Carter's daughter? Remember her? I I don't remember. I remember her, but I don't really remember what she looked like. She wasn't. Was she a teenager when she was in the uh, White House with her family, or was she younger? I don't remember. I'm just saying, if you want to prolong your erection while having sex, uh. picture Jimmy Carter's daughter. But don't picture it too long or you'll probably lose it. No, she's, okay. she's, she's, she's absolutely hideous. She's way worse than Chelsea. Um, hey, speaking of, speaking of daughters, and, you know, obviously Ivanka's hot, Chelsea's oh, Ivanka's, not. Yeah, Ivanka's but, really hot. Oh, God, she's, she's maybe top of the line. And, Chelsea, and but the, Ivanka likes Jews, too. So I'm kind of like a little well, partial yeah. towards Ivanka. She married a Jew, right? I, I mean, know, she's, it she's, gives me hope. She's a, con- <laughs> she's a converted Jew, I believe. But the... Um, Speaking of daughters of presidents, wasn't it Patty Reagan? Wasn't it Ronald Reagan's daughter who posed in Playboy? What? Really? You know, I didn't even I wa- know this. Yeah. I have to look this up. Like, like, because he was married two or three times. It was like a daughter. I want to say it was, her name's Patty Reagan or Patricia Reagan. I want to say she posed nude in Playboy. Like, w- while he was maybe in office or just after or just before. Was Reagan upset about it or did he already have the Alzheimer's at that point? Oh, well, I don't I know when they all, I mean, I, what's that? I have a daughter. Whoa, 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 when did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have one where she, but yeah, I don't know, man. For all I know, if I remember right, she wasn't, she wasn't great looking, but she wasn't that bad looking either. And I think she had a tumultuous relationship with her family and it was kind of a way to kind of get back hmm. at her dad or something. And, and may, again, you know, you're talking to me, so. Before all you people march out there and start preaching this nonsense, please Google or Wikipedia. Because I could be totally fucking wrong. Do you think? But I uh, want to say. What, what, what do you think this happened? Like like mid eighties, I want to say. I want to say he was in office at the time, like in the president in the White House at the time. Like it was after his. I want to say it was after he already got the the uh, you know the presidency, the Oval Office. Hmm. Wow. She had a- dark hair. Or maybe she was in penthouse or something. I don't remember. But, yeah, you know, I think her name's Patty or Patricia Reagan. Did she have a full bush or was it uh, just a landing strip? 
you know, I don't remember because I mean, most of I mean, most of my playboys back then, I couldn't. After I looked at them once, I couldn't get the pages back apart because they were they were stick, <laughs> stuck together. And and by that point, by '84, I think maybe I had started going down the sleaze trail where I was the playboy was not cutting it for me Just anymore. I was down on things like pen, uh, uh, beaver, like yeah, I was in the gallery and beaver hunt and shit like that by that point. Do you think uh, the Donald would be upset if Ivanka posed for Hustler? I think he'd enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> I think, didn't he say that if they weren't related, that they might be dating? So, I mean, and if I remember right, there was a, there was a, a roast when Donald Trump got roasted on Comedy Central. I think Jeff Ross, or maybe it was, I don't know if uh, Greg Geraldo was still alive, but I want to say one of them made a joke that we're all here tonight. Your beautiful daughter, Ivanka's in the front. We'll all be jerking off to her, including <laughs> yourself, later tonight after the show. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I mean, she's, you know, yeah, I think he'd enjoy it. I know I'd enjoy it. Yeah, no, she's, she's definitely hot. Well, we'll have to see. Anyway, Steel, we're about out of time. Um, people, we'll be back next month with another edition of Fistful of Steel. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls to get to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first call actually comes from a guy who wants to be our Brazilian correspondent. And actually, you know, Harrison, we need one because, you know, the Olympics are next week. Right. And, this and is, you this tried <laughs> to send me there, but I don't want the Zika virus. So I'm not going. You know, you know uh, this is going to be yeah. I think the Olympics are going to be more entertaining than the Republican National yeah. Convention and the Democratic National Convention fardens. Because this, people, swimmers are actually going to have to swim through human waste. Right. I'm hoping they have some kind of slalom where you have to just dodge turds and, right. like, and like tampons that were flushing on the toilet. Well, I mean, even the last Olympics were, were terrible, too. It was like all the you know track and field uh, contestants were basically, they were running to compete, but they were also just running away from all the wild dogs in Russia, <laughs> you know? So. Wait, that, was that the one that, uh, the, uh, the Winter Olympics? Because at the Winter Olympics, like they're living in like just unsatisfactory conditions, and like, oh yeah, hotels. the ceiling fell yeah. out, and there were dogs in the ceiling. There were just wild dogs everywhere, you know. <laughs> this one though, Which this happens. one's amazing because a couple yeah. of athletes that have been over there have already right. been robbed. Oh and yeah, the police can't do yeah. anything about it because you know. Uh, Rio de Janeiro is just crime-ridden. So anyway, I want to have a correspondent there to uh, just to fill us in, mm. you know, our street team, sick and wrong street team. So let's hear what this guy has to say. Well, I got it queued up here on the sound machine. Hey, D. Hey, Harrison. This is Guy, your listener from Brazil. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I don't know if you have any other Brazilian listeners like me, but just want to say that I've been away from the show for some episodes, but I just want to offer my services as your Brazilian correspondent, okay? Mm. There's a lot of sick shit going on here. Just want to know if you guys want me to forward some of the nasty things that happen over here, okay? 
Love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Okay? Bye. Yeah, we do need a Brazilian correspondent. Yeah, that would be great. That's great. So, yeah, keep us updated about how many athletes, you know, get the Zika virus. Or yeah. How many people are getting shot and kidnapped. Interview someone just after they get stabbed. If you yeah. can do that, I would love to hear what they have to say. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to get a... It's part of yeah. the Sick and Wrong Street team going on in uh, yeah. Rio de Janeiro. I'd really like an interview with somebody who, who was just hoping to see some kind of big booty twerking contest and instead got stabbed in the liver. <laughs> I'd really like to hear what they have to say. What, what is you that know? movie, City of God? Oh, yes, yeah, City yeah. of God. It's a great film. I, I just love how they, they make a movie like that and... Yeah. You know, you'd think, wow, you know, Brazil is just, the government's so corrupt and mm. like, there's so much poverty. We should do something to fix this. Because that movie came out in like the 90s. Yeah. And it's worse now. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, let's just do the Olympics there. So I, I think there's going to be some hijinks coming up uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah. And well, we'll find all about We'll find out all about it from our Brazilian correspondent. It's all Pope Sixtus's fault or whatever. So I'm sure. <laughs> uh, next call we got here is from a, uh, a drug dealer in Colorado. Remark bullshit. I'm German as fuck. How the fuck? Oh, shit. No, beep went off. How you guys doing? Yo, I got a quick question for y'all. Hey, get out the fucking way. Who's he talking to? <laughs> I have no idea. I love how he calls. Like, mm. the, the guy is sober enough to actually be able to call the Sigmar hotline, but then he doesn't realize that he's just being recorded. So he's speaking to somebody. I don't know. Oh, there's God. somebody he's with. I feel like he's speaking to, like, five dogs. <laughs> All right, let's see what he's saying. Oh, so, listen here, I'm a white guy. Ah, fucking dogs. Wait a minute, he's, a, right. wh he's a white guy? Oh, my. <laughs> You're right about the dogs. My <laughs> Sounds like he's being attacked by his dogs. He's got wild dogs. Well, I mean, what, what's the point of living in Colorado if you can't have, like, six dogs running around? Well, that's you how know? you protect your land, goddammit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus. Right. I'm a white guy here in Colorado. A white guy in Colorado. That's a. That's yeah. like a rare. You know, that's like catching a Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> over in East LA or something. Damn. All right. Let's see what he has to say. I sell drugs under the affiliate of Niggerface. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. What affiliate? What? Wait. Is this his his like his organization? Uh, it might be. Nigger face. Yeah, is that like a... <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an NBC affiliate. Yeah, bro <laughs> broadcasting affiliate, Is this right? guy a juggalo? Um, I just wonder... I hope if, so. Like, well, I wonder, like, does he have his, like a special brand? That's Sir, like a, I'm coming to visit you depending on what kind of drugs you sell. I'm picturing some kind of pickaninny blackface character I like brand on his, like, <laughs> little little plastic bags that has his cocaine or meth in it. Yeah, yeah uh, branding's important, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Um, also, hey, also Brandy, tonight? Brandy, who who portrayed Moesha on television, she's also uh, important. I, I just so. like I just find it funny. Mm. It's like I, at least you know because sometimes you go to drug dealers that have like kind of ridiculous names, like oh the party guy or whatever. Yeah. And you put them in your phone, you kind of forget about it. Yeah. You're not going to forget about a guy who calls himself Nigger Face. No, you're not. You know, <laughs> that's it's, like okay, yeah. I'm going to remember that one. You're going to remember that, yeah. I don't well, know if I'd want to buy drugs from him, but hey. Right. You, you also remember it if they fucking shove a goddamn gun in your face. That's, it, it, it's that's funny memorable. Too. What's funny, you. too, is that a white guy would use that moniker. Uh, well, let's hear. Let's see. Let's see. It might be funny. It might be terrifying. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all are awesome. 
I've been listening to your show. I've been a little bit behind, but I got a question for you. I got a question for you. What kind of drugs do you sell, dude? Anyway. I'm okay. thinking meth. Okay. Why in the fuck? Well, I mean, not what. What? Shit. What's his dog telling him? <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. Okay, now I'm changing. I think this guy's selling PCP. Well, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> he's, what? Get, he's getting he's getting information fed to him by his dogs. Yeah. Wow. He's like, wait, wait, wait. What did you tell? What did you want to know? <laughs> oh man. Harrison, you fucking lucky you got away from this girl, man. This is a bad bitch. I didn't get away from shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, that's what the question was. What the fuck is three bags of heroin, man? That shit don't make no fucking sense, y'all. I'm on a fucking... I, I'm on a half a G right now, man. I'm ready to fall... the, the fuck out of... <laughs> my money? The fuck out... The fuck out of life? Uh, okay, he's he's nodding out in between the things. Uh, Wait, he just kind of explains what, a bit about this. What phone call. the fuck is three bags of heroin? Is that what he had? Did you say that you had a three bag a day habit? No, no, no. I think he might be. No, I didn't have a three bag a day habit. I had a, an eight bag a day habit, which was an eighty dollar a day habit. Okay, so which is a but no, he's not saying a big he's, habit, he's but, saying he did half a gram. Is well, here's the thing. Out? I think he's talking about. I think he's talking about our our friend who called in and said, "I just took three bags. Uh, I have three more bags." You know, in New, yeah. oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. So I think he's referring to that. But here's the thing, uh, Mr. Colorado, right? Uh, heroin varies, right? Like in California, it's black tar, which is just garbage. You know, it's it's basically like you're just, it's just literally garbage. Uh, and then on the East Coast, uh, it was, it's China white usually. Now it's like some fentanyl garbage, but it used to be China white, which is just like fantastic. And it depends on what city you're in, how much comes in a bag and what the bags cost. Because in like Rhode Island, the bag would cost say six dollars and have a little less. In uh, in New York, the bags were ten dollars and they'd have more in them. And like you know, two New York bags are, can kill a regular person. So you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what it yeah. uh, what is what it's like. I mean, in you're Colorado. a dealer. You should know these things. You know what I mean? I wonder what, but I wonder what heroin's like in Colorado. I don't know. I don't know if it's tar. I don't know what I, it I is. Don't know. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I mean, our veterans, I think, have really been... They, for a while, they were bringing back a lot of shit from Afghanistan, but they've really been slacking in their uh, <laughs> smuggling duties, so I don't know what's going on there. Oh. Uh, what's up three bags? He ain't kill... What the fuck? He, he niggas kill himself off three bags? I don't get that. Also, yeah. Well, to be fair, he, is, he does have a point there. Um... Uh, junkies sometimes think that they're going to uh, kill themselves by overdosing, but they will never do that intentionally because they're like, wait a minute, if I kill myself, that'll really fuck up my high because I'll be dead. Do, but you do you know? think they're really thinking about that? They just oh, want to absolutely. Get they want to get, no, if they're like, oh, kill myself, and then they're like, wait a minute, if I don't die, I'll just be high. And I'll be, be great. really high. Yeah, for the short term. So yeah. that's why they never intentionally overdose. There you go. What? Okay, he's asleep hey. now. Oh, okay. Oh, he's back. Sit down, Hondo. 
Hey. Hondo. Hondo. <laughs> That's a great name for a Wasn't dog. Wasn't that one of the guys you fought in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Oh yeah, I think Hondo. Wasn't that guy in Bonanza? Remember that show? Um, I don't remember that show because I'm uh, under sixty. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't remember Bonanza. I never I watched it. I think there was it. a Hondo in Bonanza. Okay. okay. All right. Sit. Daddy's on the phone. Sit. Sit. Get out of my face. <laughs> you know, it, it, for some reason, it annoys me when people refer to their animals like as like I'm your daddy or your you know. Because when I was a kid, I, you know, I was, I was an only child. I was adopted, and I had two cats and a dog. And my mother's like, D- "Those are your brothers and sister," you know. <laughs> and I, you know, and I when I was in school, like in the first grade, they're like, "Oh, who's your family and whatever?" And I'm like, "Well, I have uh, two brothers. One of them's black, and one of them's orange." And and I, because I thought they were actually my brothers, I took her <laughs> fucking literally when she said that. Okay, wait. You don't think your cat's your child? No. 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 What do you think? It's just this this fur creature that lives with you? Yes. I guess I don't know. I, I kind of look at Hecubus like my son. Right. Yeah. It's a pretty disappointing son, though. You know? <laughs> I had him circumcised. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. I love you guys. Y'all have a great-ass time. Do what you do. I support y'all. Wait, what the fuck am I talking about? I have questions and shit. God <laughs> damn. Man, you lucky you got away from this bullshit. Yo, oh. So here's my shit story. I, oh, this called I gotta tennis. go to Colorado, man. I gotta do this like stat. This sounds. This guy sounds great. He's got like six dogs that run around. You know, there's a lot of drugs. It's like this sounds like. Perfect. I just like his coherent thought process. Yeah, yeah. So this fucking time I went to fucking party, yo. I did almost a whole fucking G of this fucking bullshit. <laughs> H, you know what I'm saying? I got a fucking drunk toe up, and then my mistake was I got into the coke. Man. That was the mistake. Just Well, wait, he, he did a whole G of this bullshit. H. Okay, so he yeah. did a whole G of H, and then he did coke. And then he got drunk, and then he did the coke. That's what was, that was the mistake. God, man, yeah. you need to, like, stick to one drug for the evening. Maybe two. God, you know... Put on your cardigan, D, and, you know, what's the I'm just you? saying, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, nothing good is yeah. going to come out of this. Oh, you're going to stick to one drug. No, I'm saying it's, yeah. it's plan out your evening. You know, mm. you're probably going to shit yourself when you start doing, like, three different drugs mm. and then not to mention whatever, you know, what he's been, what, what, how do you know what he's been eating all night? Look, man, you don't, you don't just, you don't get people like me in nigga face, you know? <laughs> you don't, you just don't understand, all right? <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, it's shit story. He's got a shit story now. I got into that coat and I fucking started walking home. I was like, oh man, I, I don't know. A little fart out and some shit came out. <laughs> I decided I was gonna take a shit over here by this fucking tree, up in this park. You know what I'm saying? I stopped over by this fucking tree, pulled my pants down, take a shit, and I fucking just diarrhea blowed out. Hey, hey! <laughs> 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 Load on my ass for like 10 seconds, man. I sprayed this fucking ground. I sprayed my fucking pants. And unbeknownst to me, I sprayed this fucking hobolo who then proceeded to get up and hit me in the face 
A hobo? <laughs> Wait, a hobo? Is that what he said? Did he say so? He was shitting himself yeah. all over a tree, yeah. and there was a hobo. Yeah, a hobo by the tree that also ho- got shit on. There was a hobo below, <laughs> which he combined <laughs> into one word. That's hobolo. A hobolo the tree. Yeah, hobolo. That got covered the tree. in this guy's yeah. diarrhea. Yeah. Or maybe it was a hoe below the tree. <laughs> oh, you think he shat on a hoe? Or maybe this was like the tree where the Keebler elves make. Maybe he just. It was a Keebler elf that he mistook for a prostitute. Hmm. I, I don't think I've ever come across any of these tree hoes. Yeah. Maybe. They just live in the trees? Yeah, yeah. How much is a blowjob from a tree hoe? Um, it's like, like maybe a G of, of, uh, pixie dust, you know, <laughs> you don't want to mix your pixie dust with your cocaine, your H and your alcohol. That's okay? when you, that's what the mistake is when you do that. Anyway, what happens to this hobo or hoe or whatever? With a fucking shitty wet wire. And then it ends. <laughs> what, what? Talk about a fucking cliffhanger. What? <laughs> Wait, he, Okay. He shit on the hoe. Or the hobo. She, or the hobo. And then yeah. there was a rusty, wet wire. <sighs> Stay was tuned the, next week, people. <laughs> was the elf wearing a wire? I have so many questions. I just got to think, like, last week on Sick and Wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> previously on Sick and Wrong. Oh, man. Colorado drug mm. dealer named Niggerface was shitting mm. on a hoe mm. below a tree. Uh, this guy might be my new favorite caller. And I also want to do a meetup in Colorado just at this guy's house. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I want to meet uh, Hondo and um, the uh, hobo prostitute elf. Everybody. Wow. That's a night in Niggerface's basement. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. All right. We do have another call here. Uh, anyway, just- call. thank you for calling in. Call again. Call again. Finish the story, motherfucker. Yeah, I want to know what happens. Yeah. We All do right. have another call to get to right. here. The uh, the guy who tried to kill himself, I think, from the three bags of heroin. Call ah. with an update. Timely. Oh, suck you dirty cunt, Rags. <laughs> so, I just finally got some of the backlog of episodes, and I, I'm the guy who tried killing himself because of what he left him. Again, I, I contest that he actually did try to kill himself, but... Because his wife left him, right? Yeah, but yeah. because of what I said before. He wasn't trying to kill himself. Right. Nobody tried... Yeah, okay. And I figured I'd give you guys an update. Harrison, I love you. D... You're all right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I went and I picked up my dog. My wife said that uh, she didn't want to be with me anymore, and I can't see my daughter. So I went back, and, of course, I snorted the other three bags. And of course. I ate a handful of sleeping pills with every intention of killing myself. Um, and then I woke up at 9 a.m. <laughs> and when I woke up, uh, I called my coke dealer and arranged to buy a gun and I was going to blow my head off like I was actually going to wow okay well now okay now maybe yeah that's real Uh, he's committed to it at least yeah Yeah, you know he did the sleeping pills did work it's like okay Mm. now I'm going to go get a gun although it's kind of interesting that he calls his dealer yeah and it's like I mean isn't it kind of weird? Like, if you're a drug dealer and you, you're used to dealing drugs, you have mm. a relationship or a rapport with your, you know, with your clients. But then the guy comes and asks like a kind of a weird question. Well, I'm. How often do you think this happens? Well, to be fair, from what I know about the situation, this is Camden, New Jersey. 
So I think in Camden, New Jersey, that probably happens about four times an afternoon. <laughs> so where like drug dealers just kind of get outlandish requests. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, can I have a gun and a, um, you know, Burmese python <laughs> that's also a, you eat, you know, that's eaten an elf prostitute? Yeah, we can get that for you. You know, I'll see if I can find one of those. Yeah. So eh, it's not that crazy. Although, and again, it's in New England, which is, or New Jersey, right? So people are like, like, if you were in Texas, you wouldn't have to ask your drug dealer for it. You just go get a gun. Yeah, you just go, yeah, go to Walmart. Yeah, just do it. No hesitation whatsoever. And as I was walking out to my car to get in it to drive, a cop walked up behind me and tapped me on the shoulder. And it brought me to the back of my house and talked to me because I left a not so specific but uh, open-ended message that sounded like I was going to kill myself. Mm. Wait, wait, wait a second. He left a message for his wife or his ex-wife? Probably, yeah. Girlfriend or whatever? Yeah. So she called the cops. And so the cop came and stopped him and took him you know, for a heart-to-heart conversation in the backyard? I mean, either that or the cop, maybe the cop heard the call on the show. And, oh, he uh, might Maybe he's that. in the Facebook group and he's like, hey, man. Uh, let's, let's have a talk. It let's, gets better, you know? Let's go, let's go sit on the swing set yeah. and just kind of have a chat, me and you, okay? Yeah. Let's share a cup. i turn the chair around yeah. and just kind of really get to know you. And she sent it to the cops and I was put in a psych ward and I was put in rehab. Um, a great rehab, Pocono Mountain Recovery Center. Uh, changed my life. Okay. Have you been to that one? I have not. But if you get put in a rehab by the government, it's never a nice one. So I'm <laughs> that I'm a little skeptical of. It's a little weird, you know. It's always like a rehab full of like, you know, scaly skin screaming fucking freaks. It's never, you know, where like the where it smells like a shitty school gym. It's yeah. just not good. Anyway. I'm now 46 days clean. Oh, I'm congratulations. I'm my car in the Pocono Mountains at campsite. Um, I've got a job interview tomorrow, which is good. Uh, if I get a job, my parents are going to give me the first two months of rent at a, at a place uh, so I can get on my feet. And I've been hitting the fuck out of NA meetings, which have been keeping me... Wait, why can't he live with his, He's living in his car, but his parents won't let well, him... I think his parents don't want to enable him, so they're waiting for him to actually, like, make an effort. Get a, it sounds like he is. I don't know. If you make if you get 46 days clean, that's a fucking effort, you know? No, but I mean, that, I think that they're just merits, kind of, like, waiting for him to get a job, yeah, and then yeah. once he gets a job, but, but still, yeah, living out of the car. Although, maybe it's for the best, when you because you can't... If you're living out of your car when you're newly uh, sober... Um, you can't, you know, you're not, you can't do drugs anymore. You can't get high off drugs, but sometimes you can get high off your own suffering. <laughs> it's like it, your it, own it, depression. Yeah. It's like Jankum, but real. You know, uh, you know? last night I got a, got a ride from a Lyft driver Yeah, and I noticed like the car just kind of smelled a little funky Yeah, and it was like filled with just, you know, weird things like mm. a toothbrush on the ground and toilet paper. I was just like, this is kind of weird. And as we're driving, she starts explaining that she lives in her car mm. and I'm like, I almost want to be like, stop the lift. I'm getting out of here. Was her name Catherine? Uh, no, okay. uh, no, it was Priscilla. Okay, okay. Priscilla, because she was like also proceeding to tell us like the longest and most uh, protracted, boring conversation I think I've ever had. Hmm. And uh, got all the way like in this weird circuitous route because there was like an accident on 101. So it like took us even longer to get to the bar that we were going to downtown. Meanwhile, in this person's like 
you know, tent on wheels. It was, it was <laughs> disgusting. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, I, that, I'm glad this guy isn't a lift driver. See, that, I mean, that that's those are the, the lift drivers I like, though. You know, because usually you get the weird, like, you know, it's like a weird Persian guy, and there's, like, techno playing in the thing. It's like, hey, man, you're on your way to a party? What are you doing tonight? You going to a party? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go to this bookstore and look at the magazines, and I'm going to get a copy of the Fortean Times about Stalin's project to make fucking uh, Frankenstein dogs, and then I'm going to go home and take a bunch of pills and drink until I can't feel feelings anymore while I cry and watch fucking Marco Polo on Netflix. Yeah, that, if, if, you, if that's what you mean by party, yeah, that's what I'm doing tonight. So, sure. Hey, fun boy, get the room. Yeah. <laughs> I would just turn the techno on. I have to get back to Stuttgart in time to see Kraftwerk. <laughs> all right, let's listen to the rest of this fucking right, call. We're getting right. derailed here. Alive and sane, and uh, this is the first time in 18 years I've been 100% sober. Mm. And I gotta say, it feels pretty fucking good. Um, not- That's called the pink cloud. The pink cloud. Yeah, it's like when you first get sober, and it feels exhilarating to the, like almost exhilarating to the point of like a serotonin rush when you're performing somewhere. You know? why, do, why do they call it a pink cloud? Um, I don't know why they call it that, but it's, it's a cloud, so it doesn't last. You know what I mean? <laughs> like being, just being newly sober on its own, the exhilaration and, and joy of that is a, is, a, is a temporary thing. So it's like, you, everybody's great. You know, everybody's so happy about it. It's, oh, it's great. Everything's the best thing in the world. Then the next part after that, if you can get through that, then you'll be good. Okay, so there's no yeah. like black cloud or anything. I thought you were like, you yeah. know, all of a sudden you turn gay for a little bit and it's like a pink cloud, you're happy and exuberant. Yep. Yes. No, you're thinking of um, crystal meth. <laughs> okay, there we go. Poppers. It feels fucking great. And uh, my wife and I are getting a divorce, but after the custody hearing in a couple of days, uh, I will have visitation to my daughter. And uh, yeah, I'm a clean, sober dad. And, and <laughs> yeah, thanks, Harrison, for playing that because. Yeah, I'm glad that that's uh, forever out there for me to go back and remember how much of an asshole I was. See, and you didn't want to play it. You were like, I don't know, it's not that ancient. It's kind of depressing. And well, I was like, no, I we have to play, play that. that. I like that call. You that were like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, you got to play it because he's got to have some record of, you know. No, I like that call because he was All talking right. about, like, I went back and picked up my dogs and I dropped yeah. my dogs off and I got my daughter and I decided to kill myself. And right. Yeah, it, was, it was some drama. Right, my I'm, drama. Maybe I'm misremembering it. Um, but, uh, okay, let's see the rest. Uh, but I love you guys, and man. I've been loving listening to all these episodes. While I was away, I couldn't listen to any, and I just gobbled them all up. And I love you guys. And you oh, can suck my fucking hairy asshole. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm glad he's like doing that. well. I like that kid a lot. He's a good kid. Um, and uh, I hope he uh, he's because he can't he can't he really needs to be sober. He can't like he's not a person that can do any of this shit. I'm hey, not, you know, uh, congratulations, you know, man. I mean, doing, it sounds yeah. like he's doing quite well. Yeah. 46 days sober. It's awesome. That's pretty good. That's anyway, pretty good I, I hope everything works out. Yeah. And, you know, I think, it, I think it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, we played a part, you know, maybe inspired him a little <laughs> bit. It's kind of nice. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying you got our support. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that if he ever is like thinking about picking up again, he can go back and listen to that episode and listen to him calling in. 
and be like, okay, that's most people don't have that. Most people don't have a record of that. That's like the David Hasselhoff eating a hamburger off the floor video. It's his true. equivalent of that. He can go back to that. He can you know? refer to it. Like in, in dire yeah. times, you can yeah. listen to that and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be a no. story on Sick and Wrong. Sometimes people write to me for help about things, yeah. you know? And, and uh, it's weird. I'm generally good at helping other people and giving good advice. I, I can't help myself in any way whatsoever. <laughs> but I can, you know. Yeah. He gives, this guy. Yeah. He yeah. gives. Yeah. You know, that's good. We got one more here. Uh, I don't think we have time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like we're running out. There's yeah. no time, man. There's no time. Anyway, people call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. I say it every week, but it's true. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate the boost in visibility. Uh, the other way you can uh, boost in visibility is uh, and tell people that you're fans of the show is to wear a t-shirt. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Go get a sick and wrong t-shirt. We got the Aleister Crowley inspired tees available right now. So yeah. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Sick and wrong mm-hmm. song of the week mm-hmm. was sent in by a guy who calls himself Big Mike. He says, Dean Harrison, mm-hmm. if you guys weren't heathen Jews, maybe this lady would write the new theme song for your show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Heathen Jews. Does that even make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. We're, we're heathens, technically. Yes, we are. I don't believe that God. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway. Um, he sent this, uh, this this lady. This is, she's become like a... She's a rapping like old lady, a rapping okay. grandma. Like uh, She's not really a rapping grandma. Right. She's a nun. But her name's Lyrical Lively. And uh, yeah, she has a viral album right now called Uh-Huh. And you're listening to this, it's like... She's got a pretty decent producer. It's catchy. I, I got to say, ever since the wedding singer, I've I've avoided all uh, rapping elderly women. But I heard this one, and uh, it's, it's it's a not pretty bad. it's a pretty sick hook. Yeah, it's a pretty it's, dope it, beat. It's, in there, it has a know? dope beat. Yeah, so I think Lil Wayne would be impressed. So the song yeah. is called "What Does the Word Say." It's by Lyrical Lively. You should check out our album, Uh-Huh, and then maybe you'll become a Christian. Uh, people will be back next week with episode uh, 544. Until then, take a sleepy. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. Take us, the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. John 15 and 5, the Lord says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Man named Solomon, who is he? The wisest king that ever be. A flying hornet and a flea. He used to teach us reverently. Open the Bible, you will find. He used animals of creeping kind to teach us wisdom and illustrate. No need to fall for the devil's bait. Nature teaches if we will listen. Everything has a certain lesson. Teach us. We want a blessing. Read the Bible every day. Read the word and it will say. What does the word say? What does a word say? What does a word say? If we are sheep, then what are goats? If ants are wise and iron flows, God's word is seed. Our hearts are ground. Inside those words is wisdom found. What does a word say? Song of Solomon, the Bible book. Let's open up and take a look. Chapter 2, verse 15, teach us a message. What does the word say? Fox a little fox says he can spoil, destroy, and kill. Oh me, I don't.
doesn't take much to agree Look closer and you will see What does the word say? I know we want to stay alive So let's read John 15 and 5 Jesus is a vine We are the branches Without the vine What are the chances? What does the word say? Jesus Christ the vine You and me Those juicy grapes For all to see the love of God flows beautifully, the fruit of the Spirit, full and free. What does the Word say? What does the Word say? Watch out for that little fox, little fox we hear. Should we give up? Should we fear? Let's find the reason, make it clear, how the little foxes make us beware. Dog will chase you all the way home. A fox will tell you all alone. A dog will chase you all the way home. A fox will steal you all alone. He'll pounce on you, tear you apart. Like the devil when he has your heart. Little fox, he runs, but seldom straight. Like the devil lies, twists love and hate. Little fox pretends that he is dead. All the time he's still alive instead. What does the word say? What does the word say? What does the word say? He drains the sweetness from the fruit. Bruises, spoils in his pursuit. He knows how to look real cute. He don't wear no devil suit. What does the word say? Can change your destiny The devil's little fox You will see It ain't no harm This sin is small Uh-uh, uh-uh Hear the warning call Pick up your gospel gun right now Shoot, little fox You know how Submit to God Humbly bow You'll overcome You'll put him down what does a word say? 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 Pick up your gospel gun right now. Shoot, little fox. You know how. Submit to God. Humbly bow. You'll overcome. You'll disallow. What does a word say? What does a word say? I think it'd be great if Hillary got into the White House and then had sex with a female intern, a fat one. <laughs> that was the whole reason <laughs> this has all happened. She just wanted to get her revenge on Bill. <laughs> that would be the most amazing thing ever. A fat pussy. What's that? <laughs> That'd be the most amazing thing ever. But Hillary shoves a cigar up some girl's asshole, an intern. <laughs>